Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Spicy Chicken Nugs. We didn't say Wendy's, but you probably thought Wendy's, and you thought right. With a unique blend of spices, these are the spicy nugs that other spicy nugs wish they were. And with Wendy's new ghost pepper ranch sauce, you'll reach new levels of spicy. So you're probably thinking, where's the closest Wendy's? Get the only six-piece spicy nuggets worthy of their name for free with purchasing the Wendy's app. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's offer must be redeemed via the Wendy's app. App download and account registration required. Not valid with other offers. See offer and app for additional terms. I'm Pablo Torre, host of ESPN Daily, where every morning we present the best sports story of the day. And ESPN Daily is presented by Supercuts. Supercuts is the perfect way to get a haircut if you're someone who doesn't have time for a haircut. You just check in on the Supercuts app or you walk in for a quality cut. The highly trained stylist at Supercuts can always give you that fresh cut feeling fast. And it's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Check in now on the Supercuts app or on Supercuts.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera, and I look at the commanders, and I say, Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke, and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it, and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Jack Benjamin in for Gus here on a Friday. Gus on vacation. He's over at his nephew's graduation in Vermont. He's had uh, quite the travel story to uh, get over there. Had a flight canceled yesterday. I think he has arrived safe and sound finally. So uh, we wish him all the best. He'll be back Next week, for now, you're uh, stuck with me today and then uh, Monday as well. A lot of stuff going on in New Orleans these days. Saints OTAs week three. We were talking some Pelicans earlier, NBA Finals. We'll get into more on the NFC South later on. We'll have a couple guys talking about the Buccaneers and what's going on with the Panthers and Falcons as well. But uh, some news in Uptown New Orleans right now as well. Tulane Baseball has a new head coach. It's Jay Ullman had his interim tag removed, and the program named him the next head coach earlier this week. And our next guest talked to We're him. We're going to go out and, and provide a dollar value for you all to get out there and come watch these kids play and pour their hearts out on the field. The field, And, you know, wherever that leads, uh, certainly uh, it's a it's you don't need to say it to know that it's a, a stated goal and that's to get to Omaha but you got to do things you got to win the games that are in front of you you need to win the conference you need to win the conference tournament those are the ways to assure your path to where we all want this thing to go but again eight teams get to get there and um, if it was easy everyone would do it and so we're gonna we're gonna do every day that we go out there and practice is going to be with getting to Omaha every single day that is Jay Ullman, new head coach of the Tulane Green Wave, and joining us now, the radio voice of the Tulane Green Wave, Mr. Corey Glore. Mr. Glore, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jack. How's the show going so far? <laughs> well, I think you'd have to ask the listeners on that one. I, uh, yeah. I'm hoping for the best. I guess we'll uh, get the reviews afterward. I'm expecting to uh, get some uh, messages. We'll, we'll see if they're positive or negative, man. But, uh, hey, always good to chat. It's been way too long, probably six days or so. Um, <laughs> hey, we just, uh, we just played the clip from, uh, you with new head coach of Tulane, Jay Ullman on the current. By the way, if you haven't subscribed, wherever you get your podcast, Apple iHeart, did I, did I do the advertisement right there? I'm just trying to give you the best possible oh, showing here. You, you knocked that out of the park. And I didn't even ask you to do that, Jack. That's, 
that was something special. You like get that. you should frankly pay me by the hour for how many advertisements I give you on the ESPN Plus broadcast too, man. But hey, take me so through. So I've heard, yeah. <laughs> take me take me through this, Corey. You're around the program every day. Um, you obviously have gotten to know Coach Ullman very well. Not often do you see a team not get to where they want to get to, which is a conference title, a regional. You've called regionals. You've called supers. We'll get into that later on. Um, move on from their head coach and Travis Jewett after six years, and then there goes the uh, assistant, and he gets promoted. What's your take on the move, and uh, why ultimately do you think Troy Dannon went this route? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, is a, it is a surprising move. I'm very pleased to see that this was the move made just, being around Jay Ullman in my time here so far, and I, I could tell that you know he, he was poised for a head coaching job, whether it was here or somewhere else. Uh, and so the fact that he gets the bump up here in light of the circumstances that led to him taking over at the end of the season, they're unusual. There's no question about it. Uh, but what I've seen from Jay being around that program the, the methodology he uses to get through to these guys, the style of play that he wants to kind of put in. He's, he's been pretty on record about how he's going to let the game dictate what he should do, but he has a West Coast background, and, and we saw some of that creep in, the small ball style, the defense, the pitching come through in the conference tournament. Uh, and so I think he can mold the, uh, the roster that he has returning, whomever that will be, into that style of team and perform pretty well at it. And then what, when this team went on a, a really good run in the conference tournament to the semifinals after dropping the first game, uh, and there was a very clear intent from that team to play very hard for him. And that's, I think, what had kind of pushed this over the edge for when he finally sat down with Troy Dannon and he laid out his case and, and how passionate he was about leading this program and staying here in New Orleans to do so. That coupled with just how much focus that this team played with for him in the postseason, I think that's what got him over the finish line. Speaking here with the radio voice of the Tulane Green Wave, Corey Glore, just wrapped up season, I should say, a year number one. It's been a full year now for you in Uptown. I know you've loved it. I know the people here have uh, loved your work. I know that I do every time I get a chance to tune in. Um, you know, Corey, you mentioned kind of based on the roster, what Jay Ullman might be able to do. First off, for people who don't know, it's really a spectacular story about this guy because this is, I believe it's going to be his first head coaching job since 1999 when he was at his alma mater, Los Angeles Harbor Junior College. He was the head coach there for two years. So that's about 23, 24 years between head coaching jobs. I'm sure he didn't think uh, things would be, you know, taking that long to develop and get another chance. But it's a program, we've kind of talked about this, two postseason appearances in 13 years. It's been since 2016. The big question mark, I think, for fans and alumni and people who know this program, you got 10 guys in the transfer portal, and as someone who called a lot of games and saw the talent, Ethan Groff was going to be the American Player of the Year, and for him not to be all-conference was a joke, and we knew that. But um, you got young guys like T.O. Banks and Brady Margat that are in the portal. Bennett Lee entered, go down the line, Zach DeVito and others. So is this a hire, in your opinion, where if he can't bring back a certain number of these guys, it's going to kind of be tough off the top? Where do you kind of, I guess, see him going in terms of the guys currently in the portal and the way he sort of shapes this roster? Well, that's the the first priority, Jack, and and he has stated as such in the last couple of days that the, the re-recruiting is now priority number one for him. And you know, you said ten the transfer portal. I, I've heard varying numbers about who is in the transfer portal, but I know it's a good number of this past roster that is in there, and, and they have to they have to explore options like this when a month of May happens, like it did for Tulane, and so. That, that's the first step for Jay Ullman is to get back in touch with these guys and, and essentially make his case again to come back to Tulane. And the, the biggest challenge that he mentioned to me was that now there's kind of a proven track record for a lot of these guys against Division One college competition. And that is why now programs are telling a lot of these kids, yeah, you know what, you are good at this. So now you should come over here instead of stay where you are. Uh, and, and what Jay Ullman is, is going to be really leaning in is the relationships that were built already between he and that particular player that started 
back in high school or even JUCO route to bring them to Uptown New Orleans and show that you know that there's there's a place here for them to succeed, take a step up, and move forward. Now he knows that he's not going to get everybody back who's in the transfer portal. I mean that's just a given. But yeah, I know he's also very, very bullish about the class coming in in 2023. And keeping those guys intact, that class intact, is also kind of 1B on his priority list right now to make sure that he retains the incoming group coming in. Um, I don't think he, you know, obviously it's going to be a hurdle to jump over, Jack, to to get as many of these guys back out of the transfer portal as possible, a really good young core to come back to couple with the class of 2023 that's coming in, but I think he's ready for the challenge, and he's already been making a ton of phone calls to try and make that happen. Again, speaking here with Corey Glore, radio voice of the Tulane Green Wave on the Sports Hangover, Jack Benjamin in for Gus Cattengill. You mentioned the relationships, Corey, that Jay Ullman, the new head coach of Tulane Baseball, can lean on. Another thing he could probably lean on is the fact that this team, inconsistency, I'd say, was the, the number one issue, and you'd probably agree with that, along with injuries that came later on in the year, but there are wins this year on the schedule that were pretty darn impressive. And I want to move here to the uh, Division One baseball bracket and the Super Regionals. And, and you look at some of the teams still playing. Number one that will catch everybody's eye in the conference is East Carolina. And I uh, I bring this up. I, I, I know they've got a special place in your heart when you spend six years at a place. It's going to do that for you. I, I think you, what was it, you went to two, you uh, called two Supers with them. I know you called at least three or four Regionals. And here they are hosting in Greenville in a super for the first time. Give me your take on uh, on East Carolina, the fact that you know Tulane took two of three, and they seemingly have lost, what, one or two games since. What, what do you give uh, their kind of chances this weekend in Greenville? Yeah, I mean, they're up pretty big right now on Texas in game one. Like, they're already playing, and so they're, they're off on the right foot here. I, I believe, I mean, yeah, when, when Tulane took the series against East Carolina at the end of April, I believe the number of games that ECU has lost since is two. They lost one right after that series, then went on a massive winning streak, and then lost uh, the, the first game of the regional final to Coastal Carolina last weekend. And so... To see what that team's been able to do and flip around, uh, I'll be honest, in, in my six years there, I, I, I called three Super Regionals when I was there in, in 16 and 19 and 21. And the, the teams that I was around there, frankly, I feel have been better than the one that they have this year. Um, but they have found a way where everyone has a role, especially on the pitching side of things, where guys don't go long into games. Everyone comes in, gets four outs, and then moves on to the next one. Now they're getting a good starting pitching performance right now, but uh, you know this is the type of team that you, you kind of see this from time to time, Jack. When it comes to this tournament, where you can have some unbelievably talented teams and not break through to Omaha, and then suddenly things fall into place for a team that might not be as talented, might be a little bit unorthodox, and they just find a way to navigate through. And right now, ECU is doing that against a team in Texas that has a, a talented lineup, is not very deep in the pitching staff, and the fact that they didn't have a very good outing from their ace today uh, does not bode well for them moving forward because they don't have a lot of arms behind that. So college baseball is a, a finicky sport, Jack, and sometimes you roll out the best talent you've had in years and it's not going to go anywhere. Sometimes you just cobble a roster together and find pieces to put into various spots. And he can do a run like East Carolina's doing right now. Seven four, by the way, for ECU over Texas in the top of the six. They were mentioning they were uh, they were up big early. Corey, real quick, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. As of right now, and I'll, I'll give you the right to change your pick if for some reason I'm back filling in. If Gus allows me back on in the future, who, who do you like to win the national title right now? Boy, that is. Uh, I mean, uh, it, this is a rare tournament where everyone was asking about one team or the field, and, and Tennessee is right. that one team. Uh, I have liked Stanford, but they were pretty uninspiring, despite the fact they won their regional. I'll give you, I'll give you Virginia Tech as kind of a dark horse to, to motor through here. That lineup is scary and doesn't get a lot of the accolades. I think they have maybe the best super regional prospects here in terms of just fun, entertaining weekend with Oklahoma coming in. Uh, and I'll tell you this, Jack, I, I think you saw this team in the games that you did. Uh, at Turchin this year, but Southern Miss is built for an Omaha run. Yep. There's not a weakness in that team, 
and they looked nervous in their regional for most of that weekend, but they were able to outlast LSU twice to get through. Now they host Ole Miss, which showed out in their regional, but it's lucky to be here anyway. Uh, that place is going to be bonkers, and Southern Miss is built to actually do not just a run to Omaha, but run into that tournament in Omaha. So, uh, you know, I think that will make Gus's ears pretty happy, but that's a, that's a special <laughs> team right there in Southern Miss. I, I was, I was going to ask you how much he's paying you from uh, Vermont right now via Venmo to uh, say those words here on the radio. Are Cor- we for sure he made it to Vermont? <laughs> Do we know he's there? I don't know. I'm kind of assuming, yeah, no, I, I did I did get the confirmation, so we're all good. Corey Glor, radio voice of the Tulane Green Wave. Always a pleasure, man. I'm sure folks here are looking forward to having you instead of me next week. So they'll they'll enjoy that when you're hosting Tuesday. All the best, man. Talk soon. Jack, thank you, sir. Have a great rest of the show. <laughs> That's Corey Glore. A lot more to come. By the way, Southern Miss, you mentioned that they knocked off LSU a couple times last week. I know folks around here won't be happy about that. That team, we talked about the resiliency of the Celtics and what they've done in the finals. To win two back-to-back against LSU was pretty darn impressive. And they are also hosting a Super for the first time in Hattiesburg. A lot more to get to. We've got some Pelicans talk coming up. David Grubb around the corner with us on ESPN Radio New Orleans. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. John, they're back, man. The flies that just won't let you have peace in your kitchen. Oh, you must be talking about the little bitty ones. Yes, indeed. Yeah, those are likely fruit flies or grain mm. flies. Fruit flies normally get brought in from produce and yeah. grocery stores. You remember we did this a couple of years ago, and so many people were talking about, man, when y'all were talking about that, we've been having that problem, and you solved it. Yeah, exactly, because it's the solution is not where you think. Mm. It's in the drain. We have a product. You just treat the drains for five nights straight before you go to bed so there's no water in there. The little enzymes go in there, and they eat up all the egg and the larvae and all the debris that's in the drain. And then guess what? No more drain flies. So where can I get this in the New Orleans area? In Metairie, we're located at 3512 Severn Avenue next to the Pepper Mill. On the North Shore, we're at 1417 North Highway 190. That's in the same shopping center as Sherwin-Williams. And on the West Bank, we're at 2500 Lapalco, just past the Harvey Bridge. Because at Pest Stop, we can help you with that. How do you make the most of your land? Shaw does it behind the wheel of a John Deere 1025R compact tractor, as he does everything to make. My yard looks as beautiful as I possibly can. But the Hubbards use their 1025R because... We really are trying to create this homestead. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Well, it's been a uh, packed show so far. Jack Benjamin in for Gus Kattengau here on this Friday. Gus on vacation. And uh, now we've got Rafael Esparza with us at VSI Doc Sports. Odds maker extraordinaire. I've heard a lot of good things, Rafael, talking with Gus about you. I know you're known as the Vegas sports informer. And um, you can pretty much get into anything. I know that uh, to start things off, NBA Finals Game 4. What are you uh what are you thinking about right now in terms of this young Celtics team 2-1 lead? I know folks are starting to lean towards them. I think the spread I saw was given 4 points. What's your take on that in the money line right now? Yeah, I mean if the number has been 4 probably all last couple of days, but some money's been coming in. I'm talking big money coming in on the Warriors. Some shops actually moved it to 3 and a half uh probably maybe 5 minutes ago, so it's going to be very interesting. For a fan, I would like to see uh, this game start. I go to seven games, so I think Golden State wins tonight, especially if he had that plus four. 
for a, for a guy that's been watching it blowouts after blowouts after blowouts, uh, I, I would be happy for this series to hurry up and get over with. Because the NHL playoffs have been more exciting than the NBA playoffs. It's just been favorites been winning by double digits. Seems like every game. Yeah, no, you're right, and it feels like the, these momentum shifts that we're seeing pretty much every single time. It's the third quarter Warriors barrage, and obviously in Game Two, Celtics didn't have an answer for it, but. What they've been able to do now in the fourth quarter, I think they're, what are they, plus 40 now in the fourth quarter. I'm starting to wonder, in terms of money coming in on the quarter-by-quarter betting, that's got to be moving somewhat based on what's going on so far in these first three games, right? Yeah, usually the home team will get the first quarter action, then not not much second quarter action, then we'll have a, we'll put a halftime number out that gets a lot of action. But the third, third and fourth quarter and the live betting, in the third and fourth quarter has just been through the roof because that, 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 the trends and the momentum has changed from the second half to third quarter. We saw it last week or last game of Golden State putting up a big number in the third quarter and then Boston taking care of the fourth quarter. So uh, quarter betting and live betting has been probably the way to go, uh, especially in these NBA finals. I was curious. I know you're a prop guy, and you can find any prop in the world. I was listening to you and Gus go on and on about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and I, I got a lot of entertainment out of that. So just for kicks, I, I was mentioning earlier on a segment, you got Draymond Green and his podcast, right? And it's, you know, it's a podcast episode post game, every finals game. That's three podcast episodes. And you've got Draymond scoring two points in game three. Is there now a prop being created? In terms of you know length of podcast episode points rebounds assists anything like that in the works? Uh, I did release some Draymond Green uh, podcast. Willie released a podcast uh, an hour after the game. Yes or no? <laughs> Will he get ejected tonight in Game Four? Yes or no? And then we'll also Draymond Green uh, Draymond Green get a technical foul tonight. There you go in Game Four. So uh, I put up some uh, profits because he's been. He's been relying me some good uh, ammo for putting up some different kinds of way you can bet the game. So I want to say Draymond Green, because I know he's listening. He always listens to the show. <laughs> Raphael Esparza with us here on the Sports Hangover at VSI Doc Sports. Hey, you can follow him, known as the uh, Vegas Sports Informer. Um, yeah, it's funny with, with Draymond. I always think about the uh, the technical fouls and the fact that he seemingly is getting that grace from the referee where he takes his early tactical, he pays his one free throw tax, and basically they're not going to do anything to him the rest of the way. But that's a, a story for another day. Hey, you brought up hockey. I know Gus isn't a huge hockey guy. I happen to be a native New Yorker. So uh, my Rangers uh, in just crushing fashion last night. I I don't know how we found a way to lose that game, but we did. And now we got to go to Tampa Bay and beat the two-time reigning defending champs in their house to force a game seven What's your uh, take on what you're seeing on the money line and uh, the, the odds that you give uh, my team of getting this thing back to MSG for a game seven? Because my faith is uh, not very high right now. Oh, I, that was a devastating loss. I have good friends uh, that I've been working with in the Vegas industry sports book. I die hard Ranger fans. And I've been rooting for them because I want to see the Rangers and Colorado go at it, even though Colorado is going to win no matter who they play, Rangers or Tampa. I can't argue that. Tampa. Tampa now minus 180 to win at home to finish this series. I just think goalie play. I think they've had the, the red-hot goalie right now, uh, and it's hard to score on him. Uh, I see Tampa Bay closing it out, which devastates me because I want to see the Rangers. Uh, they have a, You guys have a very young team. Uh, this is all about experience. The Rangers are going to be in a situation uh, for a very long time. I love the way they play hockey. I love the way this is a young, young team. They're getting playoff experience right here, so the Rangers are going to be – a hard thorn to get out of the playoffs uh, from uh, year after year. Yeah, we seemingly w- woke up a, a sleeping giant in Andre Vasilevsky. I don't know if he ever had really fallen asleep, but wasn't quite himself in those first couple games in MSG. He's been a, a different goaltender. That that save he made late, denying, uh, I think it was um, Helmgren, and uh, yeah, it, it just, yes. it, it's been... Uh, 24 saves last night. Uh, very impressive. And those were, those were not easy saves either. He was magnificent last night. Yeah, no, he made a couple of a couple of just outstanding ones. Um, looking at yeah, by, by the way, that was uh, yeah Ryan Lindgren who had that uh, that shot that he made a save on. Um, yeah, uh, looking around other props, I'm always fascinated with with stuff like this. Utah Jazz are now in the market for head coach. I know you uh, talked a little bit about about some other coaches uh, throughout baseball and the NBA and some different jobs. Any kind of odds on favorites right now for that Jazz job with uh, Quinn Schneider stepping down? 
I'm hearing uh, coming out of those sources in Utah. I'm hearing it's either Johnny Bryant, which we have him as a favorite at two to one, hmm. and Terry uh, Terry Stotts at plus two fifty. Those two are the better ones uh, that I'm hearing. I would like to see like a Will Hardy or a Chris Quinn, uh, maybe get another interview or something like that. They're both nine to one, but I think it's just between Bryant and Strauss. I think I, one of those two would get it. So uh, it's good. It, it, I think where's the, the next player to leave Utah? I think we, we have some. I don't mm. think the the starting five can look very very different coming out of Utah Jazz. So it, I think that one probably has uh, some more significance. That, that, that's something you guys have in terms of will it be Mitchell? Will it be Gobert? What, what's your take on that? I'm hearing it's probably going to be Gobert. Uh, he'll be the one who I'd leave. I think Mitchell will stay, but I put odds up for Mitchell. I think Utah had to be the favorites. Of course, all the other ones uh, were. I think Utah. I had Utah. I think the Knicks were plus three fifty. I think I had the Spurs four to one. Uh, Rudy Gobert. I heard the Raptors uh, could be a landing spot if they want to get rid of him. Uh, so I made them him the favorite. Uh, but Dallas Mavericks. Looking at look at, for them to maybe jump in if Rudy Gobert is that one to, uh, to leave out. I think he would be fit nice up in Dallas. Rafael Esparza with us here on the Sports Hangover at VSI Doc Sports, talking all things gambling, odds, etc. Um, how about Major League Baseball? I'm a, uh, as a New Yorker, been a Yankee fan my entire life. This is not a positive thing, although we did win our 41st game, did go, I think, four games clear for the best record in baseball. That's not the point, though. The point here is, what were the odds... Raphael of Garrett Cole giving up three home runs to start that game against Minnesota. I don't think I've ever seen that. No, actually, someone actually someone DM me what would the odds if I would have had that, and it would been <laughs> probably ten thousand or higher. Unbelievable. We just wouldn't. We just wouldn't see that. Baseball is well rumbling. We got college World Series right now. I just put up odds for the next coach to be fired. Tony Larusa. Why does he still have a job? He's favorite <laughs> at three to one. Dave Martinez, Scott Smith, Mike Matheny, uh is up there. Uh, next Angels uh, uh, head coach, probably Bill Nevin, just be, uh, will probably get it. But Brad Asmus uh, could be very interesting if they don't pick uh, Bill Nevin. I just put those odds out uh, earlier as well. And if you're a Yankee fan, I'm a Cubs fan. Can we at least win one game in New York? You guys can win two out of three. Can I just at least win one? I, I'm not sure I can give you that. But uh, frankly, oh. I'll tell you what. I'll, gi- I'll give you. I'll give you a win if it means we can pretty much beat the Red Sox the rest of the way, including the playoffs. So. I'll uh, I'll happily trade that with you. Um, I I also was curious, you know, the Angels finally now. Th- this is a good thing that I, that I like to talk about. The Angels snapped their losing streak at fourteen. They beat the Red Sox last night. Was there anyone out there who had you know in terms of the the losing streak getting to fourteen? I I guess I'm curious if you get to a certain number of losses, if people can project how long the losing streak will go. Uh, if they would have lost last night, I was going to put out weekend prop bets, like would they win their game Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or, or other Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was going to put up a heads ones ready to go, ready in the chamber when I was watching that game uh, last night. I was actually disappointed that they won, just because I wanted to put up some interesting Angels. Just because Sunday Night Baseball has the Angels, so I was really looking forward to extending my prop bets, but uh, Otani took care, of it, uh, took care of himself yesterday, pitching and hitting. You mentioned the uh, the college baseball postseason right now. I want to ask you about the women's college World Series too, because that uh, that Oklahoma team is officially a dynasty. Five and nine years they already were. Um, college baseball, any any kind of value picks you got right now? Teams that you like under the radar? I'll give you one, and I was curious. You're taking it. I saw Oklahoma. I called one of their series. I think they're a team rolling at the right time. They can make some noise in Blacksburg and get to the uh, get to uh, Omaha. What's your take on the uh, the college playoffs right now? I agree. Everyone jumped on the Sooners uh, this morning. Virginia Tech opened up as a minus one forty-five favorite, and now it's a pretty much a pick'em. Hmm. Uh, a lot of money came in. I'm actually rooting for a West Coast team. I like the Beavers uh, and Corvallis, the Super Regional. They play uh, Auburn. I always root against SEC. If you don't listen to the show, that's why people probably hate me there. <laughs> uh, so I like Oregon State uh, on that one. Uh, so I'm going to be rooting for uh, the Beavers. I think they have really good pitching. I think they're bullpen. Uh, and Stanford, I think they easily take care of uh, Connecticut. But I agree with you on Oklahoma. Uh, I know they're going to be a tough out. Don't sleep on Louisville either. They got some uh, bats on the bench that don't get a lot of playing time if they can go deep into this. Final thing for you, from Oklahoma baseball to Oklahoma softball, we just saw them win their fifth title in nine years back-to-back. Patty Gasso has just built an absolute power. Uh, chances in your mind that even without Jocelyn Allo, who seemingly hits a home run every at-bat next year, that they can win a third straight title? Yes, they can. Their recruiting is unbelievable. And no one, 
I mean, I know we put down on women's sports. I love the WNBA. I love softball. I love watching women's volleyball, all that stuff. We need to put Oklahoma softball up in those elite teams in sports history, like the Bulls, like the Yankees in the past, the Dallas Cowboys in the past. That Oklahoma softball team is dominating. We just seen one of the best softball players, I think, in the great in the history of women's softball. Just retired last night, Jocelyn Allo. It was fun to watch them. I loved watching them. I was, I was hoping Texas would win one just so I could watch another game. <laughs> I agree completely with you. They have to be considered a dynasty at this point. What they've done is nothing short of remarkable. People need to read the story of what Patty Gasso took over and, and the program yes. that she's created. It's been uh, just absolutely remarkable. Uh, Raphael, I, I'm going to uh, got to let you go here. We're, we're uh, running a little behind, but hey, man, appreciate everything. I'll uh, be with you again on Monday. So looking forward to uh, chopping it up on uh, Game Five and looking around uh, the NHL and a few other things as well. Thanks for coming on. Good because the week the weekend I do entertainment profits all day long, so we can talk to Adam Monday. All right, looking forward to having him back. That's Raphael Esparza again. Get him at VSI Doc Sports, the Prop Master, the Vegas Sports Informer, as they call him. I teased it a segment early. Now we got the Pelicans coming on. David Grubb joining us after this sports hangover. Jack Benjamin in for Gus Kattengell here on a Friday on ESPN Radio New Orleans. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. on the run and short on cash with a state bank and trust company debit card you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details state bank and trust company cajun banking served just the way you like it member fdic ray maliazzi here for ebay motors So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. (laughs) Well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Restore shine and protect your interior with Armor All Cleaning and Protectant Wipes at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, buy two canisters of Armor All Wipes and get one free. Plus, you'll earn double O Rewards points. Clean, shine, and protect with Armor All Wipes available at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or shop online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. Been a busy Friday so far. Jack Benjamin filling in for Gus here on a Friday. So glad you can join us on ESPN Radio New Orleans. You can tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. I'm at Jack Benjamin PXP and... Our phone lines will be open in a little while, 1-800-998-1003. We've talked Saints. We've talked some Tulane baseball and their new head coach, Jay Ullman. We've talked uh, Saints OTAs, I mentioned earlier, talked NBA Finals. And getting back into the NBA, let's talk a little New Orleans Pelicans. Big news yesterday, David Griffin, Pelicans VP of Basketball Operations, talking with Ryan Russillo on a podcast for The Ringer about the possibility of the Zion Williams max extension, which he's available for this summer. Take a list of this. It's a pretty easy decision. The kid's historically good when he plays two different ways. So he played a season being historically good as a back-to-the-basket big, and he played a season being historically good as point Zion. So this is a max player. That's easy. What what becomes significant as a team that's a small market team and a team that can't make mistakes in terms of injuries over time 
You have to indemnify yourself in some way for that, and that's fine. But the decision of whether or not this is a max player is a very easy one. It's it's really going to be about if you are all the way in with us, this is what it looks like, and we're all the way in with him, and I think we always have been. It was really comforting when he did his media availability postseason and said how much he buys into this. I saw him be gutturally moved by Willie Green and his staff and this team, quite frankly, during that playoff run. So you heard there from David Griffin, Pelicans VP. From one David to another, you won't find many better guys to chat Pelicans with than this guy, David Grubb, writer, contributor for Pelican Scoop, host of the Hard in the Paint podcast. He talks all things Pelicans all the time, except when he's doing color with me on ESPN Plus broadcasts of Tulane basketball. David, good to talk to you, man. It's been too long. How are you? Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm used to you carrying me through broadcast. So <laughs> you'll have to do this again. Now that we're on the air once again, I need you to carry me through. Uh, you'll be you'll be carrying me on this one. I know how knowledgeable you are about the Pels, and you're following them all uh, all the time. And we talk about all the uh, folks here in NOLA who hopped on the bandwagon of a team that became so easy to root for. You you ain't one of them, man. You've been uh, there day one. You've seen the trajectory, the growth. The way they've drafted, big storyline, obviously, yesterday, David Griffin, his comments about Zion, talking about how there's no doubt he's a max player, but then mentioning the word indemnify and, and preventing against you know the possibility of injury. And when you got a guy who's played 85 games in three years, that's a concern. Curious your take on the eligibility here for the five-year 181 million max extension and how the Pelicans go about this. What, in your mind, is the right move? I certainly think that the, the supposition has always been that they were going to make the offer, and it's just what type of protection are they going to put on the table um, for themselves and design agree to them. Now, I think you know the minimum is probably going to be somewhere in games played. Um, and, and as we look at the NBA, and this discussion has been going on this week, and you, talk, you saw C.J. McCollum and J.J. Redick both talking about how teams are very much into controlling how many games players play over the course of the year. So that number is not going to be 70 or higher. But I think what the Pelicans want to see is design is going to be available 60 games every year. That's basically what you're getting out of Joel Embiid for the Sixers, um, who was in a similar position to this. I don't think the Pelicans are going to have a ton of restrictions because, again, their leverage, and Griffin basically says this, you know, A, you can't make a bunch of mistakes, but B, you can't drive away um, top-tier talent without knowing what you're going to get in return. So I think that this will be not an easy negotiation as far as the details go, but yeah, the dollars and cents are done. You're not going to waste time arguing over the dollars and cents. It's how do the Pelicans protect themselves ultimately. This is a guy, and I don't know how people can necessarily forget this, but David Griffin mentioned he's on the court. He's historically great. You're talking 25.7 points. Seven rebounds, three and a half assists, and shooting over 60% for the floor when he's in there. And he made a really good comment, I thought, about Zion being there, watching the playoff run that these guys went on, looking at a team that started 3-16, and 16, ended 33-30, and 30, won their playing game, pushed the Suns basically to the limit. It took all world performances from Chris Paul and Devin Booker coming back for the Suns to ultimately beat them. That had to play a role in the way that Zion is feeling right now and all the chatter kind of ceasing about him wanting to be elsewhere. Uh, This team is in such a great spot, and you have a guy who's right there who you now can just insert back in. Uh, Someone made the point there might not be a better free agent acquisition this year than Zion playing for the Pelicans next season. Absolutely. Essentially, that is what you're getting because, you know, it wasn't like he started last season and they lost him. And so guys had to adapt. But you had as an entire roster since you that, that grew up, you know, those younger guys on the roster, the Trey Murphys, the uh, Herb Jones, those guys, they never practiced with Zion. Not once. So they don't, they don't know what that, that is, what they're missing. Um, and I think that's also uh, something big for Zion as well because I, I think the, the, the one element we have to remember is a, I don't think Zion Williamson, and this is not a knock on him, but I think you watch his personality. He's not going to be the guy in front. He is a, he wants to be a great teammate. I believe he wants to be a great basketball player, but I don't think he wants to be the guy in front. I think Brandon Ingram earned that this year. CJ is that naturally a guy who, who is willing to open his mouth and speak on behalf of the team. So you have those guys there, but how does it all fall back into place? Because you're not simply just dropping those points, rebounds, assists into your lineup. 
you have to figure out how they're going to work and how you're going to balance these guys when they're on the floor. But that's a great problem to have when you have when you're adding a guy, yes, who has those kinds of skills, and you have potentially four twenty-plus point scores on the floor at any given moment. The, the Pelicans are in a very advantageous situation here. The toughest part is that there is not a lot of flexibility on the roster. So you wonder if Griffin will have to make some additional moves just to create some playing time for some of these guys because you are already 14 deep locked in before you get to the draft. Yeah, you make a great point. you got 14 guys under contract out of your 15. Speaking with David Grubb here on the Sports Hangover, he's a writer and contributor for Pelican Scoop, host of the Hard in the Paint podcast, talks all things Pelicans. Jack Benjamin with you here on the Sports Hangover, filling in for Gus Kattengill. So you mentioned the guys currently on the roster. You look at this team. I know you watched them close from day one to game six of that first-round series, taking the Suns to the very brink of pushing them and possibly pulling off an upset. So where does this team go now in terms of improvement? Obviously, adding in Zion goes a long way in that regard. But it's crazy to think that with this team and how young it is, there is so much room for growth and improvement based on what there was. Are, are you really just thinking about the draft right now? Is there maybe a, a type of move you're looking at to fill a roster need? What, what, what's your take on uh, maybe the, the move that would be most effective right now for the Pelicans? I have two approaches that I, that in my mind that I take. The first road is stay where you are in the draft. Um, you know, if there's not a major move to be made, because to me, you only move up if you're getting into the top four. Moving up a spot or two doesn't dramatically change anything. Why would you do it? It just gets more expensive. Unless you're trying to grab one of the truly elite prospects in this draft, stay where you are at eight. Dyson Daniels just seems to be the guy at that spot for me because he fits the mold um, of what the Pelicans were successful with in their draft picks last year. Guys who have high IQ, who are versatile, and can contribute in a number of different ways as rookies where you don't have to write any plays for them, they're not expecting the basketball, and whomever comes in this year is not a rookie that you're bringing in to say you're going to have to play 25 minutes a night for us. That's not what you're asking for. What you're asking for is somebody who can contribute when you need them to. And so get a versatile wing to me if that's possible. There aren't a lot of great bigs in this draft, particularly at eight. Um, So I don't want the Pelicans to do that, though they do need to find some interior defense. The second part of that would be, it doesn't feel like there's a spot for Devontae Graham in this rotation going next year. It just doesn't. It, you saw what happened in the playoffs. You saw how little confidence there really was in him down the stretch. He just doesn't seem to have a place with this team. I think you'd also have to say the same about Jackson Hayes, who with Zion Williams back at that four spot, what do you do with him? There aren't 25 minutes for him at the four, and there certainly aren't minutes for him at the five because he's not a center. We know this. So you have two assets that you could potentially move there and get yourself a defensive big in return. Maybe a Nerlens Noel. Maybe you empty just empty that as cap space and you get a um, Isaiah Hartenstein, who is an incredible interior defender. Maybe you make a trade with Atlanta and get an Okongwu, someone like that. But you need that's the one other area that I think the Pelicans really need to address is to get some quality interior defense because we saw in that Phoenix series and we saw it different times in the year teams find it too easy to score around the basket. And Zion Williamson doesn't solve that problem. I think we've seen, and I know everybody's going to point to what Jalen Brown has done and what Jason Tatum has done over the course of this finals. Robert Williams, in my mind, has made the most impact pound-for-pound, minute-for-minute in that series. I think you make a great point. There's a need for rim protection in today's NBA, especially if you're playing those four versatile wings and maybe guys who are a little lanky, who are um, maybe underweight for a certain position and whatnot. You can switch those guys and have a rim protector. You're golden in today's NBA. Absolutely, because what do you have? Your best shot blocker is Herb Jones. Your best shot blocker is Herb Jones. And that guy, and that guy blocks mainly three-point shots. <laughs> Right, so you're not getting that at the rim. Jonas is not going to give you that. Jackson has shown. Jackson had fewer block shots than Herb Jones did last year. Okay, so so that tells you that that's not what you're going to get from him. Who on the roster is going to provide some intimidation? And so you need that athletic big around the rim who can make up for a shorter-than-normal Zion Williamson, a Brandon Ingram who is a better defender than he was but isn't going to be a rim protector, and you have a small backcourt. So if that's the case, yeah, you've definitely got to get some athleticism up front that can protect the paint. 
That is David Grubb. You can follow him on Twitter at DM Grubb. He's a writer and contributor for Pelican Scoop, host of Hard and the Paint Podcast. Always appreciate talking to you with you, my man. It's been uh, too long. We'll have to uh, get together again soon. But, hey, all, all the best to you and the family. All right, have a great summer. You too, my friend. We'll talk sooner than later. A lot going on with the Pelicans. NBA draft, hard to believe we've talked so much about the Saints and OTAs and minicamp. Here you are now with the NBA draft right around the corner. Pick number eight. Think about a team who goes into someone's house, beats them twice, and then takes the number eight pick. That team would be the Los Angeles Lakers. Things are looking pretty good in Pell's land right now. When we come back, Jordan Kleber joins us again. Stories around the world of sports. We wrap up our number two here on a Friday on the Sports Angle on ESPN Radio New Orleans. Come on in, come on in and win, it's magic, Cash magic. come and feel the magic, Cash Magic. Great news for our video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and start getting cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code ESPN for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code ESPN. ESPN. Remember, use promo code ESPN for a $5 bonus on your first tank of gas. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road Homa. Can we talk? talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Well, welcome back here on our number two, rolling on with what's been an incredibly busy slate. Thanks to David Grubb for coming on with us last segment. We've had a bunch of other guests. Rafael Esparza joined us to talk odds and everything else. Over in Vegas, we talked with Corey Glor, voice of the Tulane Green Wave. Lex Maraglia earlier discussing Saints. Broke down the Tulane hire of Jay Ullman as their new head baseball coach. And now to join me, Jack Benjamin filling in here for Gus Kattengell on a Friday. Jordan Kleber back with us. Now the graduate, as they refer to him, the proud yes. grad of... Uh, at school over in Hammond, America, Southeastern Louisiana University. Jordan, uh, what you got for us? We were talking hour one about some stories. I know you got a few new ones. What else is there? Yeah, absolutely. A few of them that came out this hour as well. Um, let's but let's go to the ones that we originally discussed on talking about. Tom Brady discussed the media criticism he faced after the Buccaneers lost to the Saints in Week 15, quoted... I just look at the TV and I go like this. Brady said, holding up two middle fingers and basically saying, bleep you guys, bleep you guys, TV. You block out the noise because none of it matters. Hey, kind of interesting comments there from Tom Brady. Coming from the same guy who some of you may recall released a, I think it was a minute and 40 seconds long, a hype video 
that was basically every analyst on sports talk radio or TV discussing him and everything that he wasn't doing and Max Kellerman repeating the the falling off a cliff theory. Sounds to me like a guy who uh, listens to the media an awful lot and what they have to say. Here's another really interesting thing I saw too, Jordan. We were discussing this earlier. The rumor in the offseason with Tom Brady was, okay, so, so the guy retires. By the way, you can talk to a lot of people. I told everyone, I saw this guy retire, and I'm thinking, I, I, I should have asked Rafael Esparza, actually, I, I wasn't on at the time, what the over-under of days was that he would stay retired. Today, right. someone asked him about him being linked to the Dolphins. There was all kinds of rumors. Him and Stephen Ross had a under-the-table discussion that he would retire and come back. Here's what he had to say when someone – I found this fascinating. This is what he had to say when uh, someone asked him about uh, what was going on there in uh, potentially with Miami. The game. Um, and you had truth to the reports that uh, at some point uh, you were interested in becoming uh, a part of the Miami Dolphins situation in any circumstance. Any truth to those reports, Tom? About me going to – Joining the Dolphins in any capacity. I mean, it's – Again, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, as I've had for the last three or four years in my career, about, you know, different opportunities when I'm done playing with football. So, um, you know, I kind of made a decision of what I'd like to do. And um, I'll, be, I'll get to be in the game of football. And I think for me the most important thing is where I'm at now and, you know, what I hope to do for this team. That's- Didn't sound like a guy who denied it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very funny. I mean, just the whole way the offseason just went as a whole especially for tom brady that's still up in there he said oh all the media speculations were the, was one of the main reasons why he came back who knows why he really came back but uh kind of transitioning though to lebron and how it this kind of ties into what we we're just talking about well lebron on considering a career in media this is another top storyline he says when i saw how much tom brady signed for he said you're damn right I considered a career in media. And that kind of just, I guess, ties into everything because another question of the day that we had today was that was LeBron James yesterday saying that he would like to see an NBA team in Las Vegas. But that got us wondering what city that currently does not have a major league sports team do you think should have one? So hmm. you can comment at ESPN Radio Nola over on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. I've got a couple of very good friends from Seattle, and that is a terrific sports city. Obviously, they had an NBA team. They had the Sonics for a while. I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't have an NBA team there. Right. It's, it's a great spot. They they just got the Kraken with the hockey team, which I think is terrific. So, yeah, those those seem like the, the two kind of obvious spots. Um, there are other places I, I, I think are worth considering and – you know, some other spots maybe in the Midwest and here or there. But, uh, yeah, Seattle and Vegas are the two obvious ones for me that always come to mind. The other thing I was just thinking about, you mentioned LeBron, the, the kind of media person talking about Tom Brady. This would be a good question to people, too. Current players who would be the best on TV. We've seen Patrick Beverly. We've seen now C.J. McCollum. we got Draymond releasing more podcasts than points scored in the finals, as we talked about earlier. Who else would be good? I'm I'm thinking off Ooh. the top of my head at who else. There, there's got to be a bunch of them. I think Stephen Curry would be really cool to pick his brain or just understand what made him do what he did with just shooting the shot. I mean, like, that took a lot of guts for Steph to do, like, to, to actually change the game the way he did. So I, I think Stephen Curry in the NBA, you know, would probably – be really popular. I, I'd and I'd mention his splash brother too, and Clay Thompson. I, I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw it. So Clay, it's basically been two. It was two and a half years, I think, pretty much from tearing the Achilles in the 2019 finals. Now it's to tore the ACL in 2019. Then he came back and he tore the Achilles. And over that span of recovery, the local team, the NBC Sports Bay Area broadcast, had him as their sideline reporter a few times. That that's he was pretty funny. I, I got to give it to him. He he's an entertaining guy too. I could see him maybe not as a kind of a, a game color analyst, but doing something in studio right. the way you know at Kendrick studio, Perkins right. has emerged that type of thing. I could totally see that too. There there are others that are that aren't quite uh, popping to mind right now. I know there are some other uh, very entertaining ones. I think Chris Paul would be a great analyst. Um, just with with how smart he is. I think there's a bunch of them. 
Oh, yeah. I think especially in the NBA where it's just so superstar driven, I think that would be absolutely amazing to get more of those players on the booth. But I have another storyline. I guess storyline, but it's it's more about rankings that CBS Sports put out there a few minutes ago. And I thought a lot of Saints fans would find it interesting because I talked about it with Maddie and Todd yesterday on where do you rank the NFC quarterbacks? And I was, where do you put Jameis Winston now that Russell Wilson's gone? And, you know, a, a lot of these quarterbacks moved to the AFC. And uh, CBS just put out this ranking. And one, obviously, is Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is two. Matthew Stafford, three. Dak Prescott, four. Kyler Murray, five. Kirk Cousins, six. Jalen Hurts, seven. Carson Wentz, eight. And then finally you get to your New Orleans Saints quarterback, Jameis Winston. They have him as the ninth best NFC quarterback. I think that's very, very low for Jameis. I think he should be around Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, we we call that bulletin board material right there. There's no question. Right. I'll tell you this. After Stafford at the three spot, I'm looking at this list right now for the first time. So Brady, Roger, Stafford. After that, it's kind of like Billy Bean says in Moneyball. You got 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. Yeah. It's a pretty steep drop-off there before we're uh, we're going down to number four uh, with what I've seen from – I guess Prescott has shown a little bit. But, yeah, Kyler Murray – I'm not buying a whole lot. Um, some of these guys, I mean, Jalen Hurts is in every opportunity. It, with the wide receivers they've put in, they've changed coaches. They've upgraded the offensive line. I don't know what more they can put on that guy's platter to serve him up. Um, with the receiving core, I think your receiving core should at least put you in the running to move up on this list. Boy, that, that seems pretty questionable to me. Carson Wentz, man, that's I don't know. <laughs> He's reminded me of the next Ryan Fitzpatrick who just, you know, if you haven't yeah. recently retired. I feel like he's moving around every single yeah. Dak Dak Prescott has had his moments, certainly not in the playoffs, but um yeah, Jameis Winston I should have a little bit more respect than what I'm seeing, right? They got Trey Lance tenth below Jameis Winston. Man, I, I don't know about this list. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's you know, there's Gus and I kind of joke about it. There's just more content to kind of put out there. But, um, hey, it is a list, and it's something that a lot of people like to, you know, tune in and talk about because, hey, want to know where your New Orleans Saints quarterback is. There's another storyline that is uh, really going around. It just happened a few minutes ago. I'm sure you probably saw it. But uh, what Jack Del Rio was fined. $100,000 for his comments made the other day about the Capitol. Um, that's a big storyline there. The Washington football team find them, find Jack Del Rio $100,000 for the comments that he made on the rioters busting into the Capitol. So there's the storyline um, that just happened a few minutes ago. Yeah, I saw I saw the quote that he had uh, talked about um not ideal. You'd think a guy who um, is currently on a team that is owned by a guy in Dan Schneider who has had his own issues with the law and with uh, what's going on around the NFL would be a little bit smarter with his words. This is a football team that has to change, has had to change their name in the last, what is it, I don't know how long it's been now, 15 months or so as the commanders. Um, yeah, that... That is a that that's a head scratcher for sure. Uh, a guy who has uh, had a couple different jobs over the course of the last few years. Um, not really a surprise, to be honest with you, with the way that uh, fines and whatnot are uh, are been given out these days. And before I go, Arch Manning was at LSU's campus today and mm. he was participating on seven on seven. And he's apparently from a bunch of reporters that are out there watching him. He's looking really good. Obviously. All right. Well, you know what that means. The Brian Kelly accent has been in full effect today. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are we going to get more videos of him, you know, doing the LSU L? I sure hope so. He can – whatever Arch wants is what you give him in that situation. I've uh, I've seen Arch play – you've probably seen him play live more than I have. I think I've seen him play two games live. Uh, obviously, he's the real deal and. Yeah, man, that's that's good news. The more you can get him on campus and, and get those relationships going, that's a that's a relationship 
driven family. You know that. So uh, oh, exciting to see how things develop. Well, that is uh, Jordan Kleber with all the storylines going on in sports right now. Packed first two hours of the show. We've got a packed final hour of the show coming as well. Leo Haggerty is next with its sports magazine. Break down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've got some news going on at their mini camp as of this week. One Tom Brady has shown up. And, well, we talked about a couple of the controversial remarks that he's made this week. A lot more to get into there. We'll take some of your calls as well as we go along. It's a sports hangover. Jack Benjamin in for Gus Kattengill here on this Friday, June 10th on ESPN Radio New Orleans. I'm going to have to I'm Mike Wynn with Wynn Auction Company. And I'd like to invite you all to our upcoming public equipment and vehicle auction this Saturday, June 11th at 10 a.m. in Jennings, Louisiana. This auction will feature 